0: This episode is brought to you by Text Expander. If you're like me, then you find that when you're texting or sending emails, there are certain things that you end up typing repetitively, like email addresses, phone numbers, common message replies, and you just wish that there was a way to send it faster. That's where Text Expander comes in. It works everywhere you type, like word processors, emails, messaging apps, and online forms. You can even use it as teams if you have snippets that you want to manage for your company. Visit textexpander.com slash podcast for 20% off your first year. That's textexpander.com slash podcast. This is the One Thing Podcast where we teach you the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. I'm your host, Jeff Woods. While you and I are living in a completely different world than we were before, with so much more uncertainty, we still have our goals. We still have a vision for what we want for our lives. The challenge is, if the purpose of a goal is to be appropriate in the moment, many of us have lost sight of the fact many people are not behaving in a way that their actions are going to get them to where they want to go. I heard Gary Keller share that we don't want to sacrifice our long-term vision and our long-term goals based on short-term circumstances. We were just on a training with him literally right before I'm recording this for you. And, and my partner, Abe Shreve, on our uh, the coaching side for MAPS Business Coaching asked the question, how do we lead people through fear? And Gary's answer was goals. As an individual, you can either be focusing on the past, on the present or on the future. And if you're focusing on the past or the present, you're not moving forward. The only way you move forward is to actually have goals, to be focusing on those goals and allowing those goals to help you inform how you have to behave today so that you start knocking the dominoes down that make everything else easier or unnecessary. The purpose of this episode is to allow us to reflect and ask the question, how are we doing having that relationship with our goals? And do we need to start making any changes? The conversation you were gonna to hear today was part of our One Thing monthly webinar series. Every month we usually sit down with a best-selling author to share their book with you as a way to help you um, increase your learning. Yet with everything that's going on, we felt that the way we could bring the most value to you was this conversation that you are about to hear. I will let you know that since this was originally recorded as a live experience, you're going to hear me um, asking people to have a pen and a paper handy. You're going to hear me asking them to actually journal. We have edited the episode so that you don't have the long pauses where they journaled. However, we would suggest you to play all out, to search for the answers. So if you happen to be in a place where you can have a pen and a piece of paper, go ahead and grab it. And if you're in the car or moving around you might want to consider the questions for you to reflect on at a later point in time. Finally, as you go through this, if you feel like, you know what, now is the time for me to get back in the driver's seat and to really get intentional about having that relationship with my goals, we would welcome you to join us in the Goal Setting Retreat series that we are facilitating right now. You can go to the onething.com slash set My goals. That's the one thing.com with the number one in the URL, the one thing.com slash set my goals, and you can learn more about the experience
1: there. Eating healthy is an investment. It's an investment in yourself, but it also often requires an investment of your time. But good news is, Factor has delicious, ready to eat meals that are ever fresh and never frozen. So let's fly up to 10,000 feet. Why are we even
0: doing this? Um, we're in the business of time. When you think about it, it is our most valuable resource. Yet so many of us have gone through our days spending our time instead of investing it. When you make an investment, you have an expectation of something. What do you have an expectation of when you make an investment? A return, right? Yet how many of us hold ourselves to the same standard we hold our money to when it comes to our time. Tell me if this resonates with you. You open your computer up and you check email. And you start hammering out as many of them as you can. And then you look up and realize, oh my gosh, I got to go to this meeting or I got to go to this conference call. And so you show up to the meeting or the conference call. And while you're sitting there, you're actually questioning if this is the best use of your time The meeting ends. You look at your calendar, realize you got a few minutes before your next commitment. And so you're back in your inbox trying to handle a few things. And then all of a sudden somebody calls you or swings by and says, Hey, do you got a minute? And I'm also curious, how many of you have ever had one of the days where even though you were really busy, you looked up at the end of the day and thought to yourself, I was busy, but did I actually get anything done? And folks, by the way, if, if, if you've experienced that, frankly, it's not your fault you're off the hook. If we go back to our early days in school, we were taught to have the answers. And when we got into the corporate world or into our businesses, we just were told that if we can just get as much done as possible, uh, we would be successful, that we needed to be a team player, that the customer comes first. We were told all of these things, but we were never actually taught how to invest our time. It's interesting, along this journey, We struggle with saying no. We struggle with saying no to email. We struggle. We definitely struggle with saying no to attending a meeting. We struggle to say not now to a customer or a client. And part of the reason that we struggle is because we are not clear on what we should be saying yes to. Steve Jobs was an amazing example of this. When he came back as CEO of Apple from 1997 to 1999, he took the company from 350 active projects down to guess how many? 10. 10. He literally shut down 340 initiatives that already had people assigned to, capital allocated, shut them down let alone all the other shiny opportunities that popped up so that they could narrow their focus and execute on 10 really, really well. And Apple went on to become one of the most valuable companies in the world. The reason we struggle to say no is because we're not clear on what we should be saying yes to. And the reason we spend our time is because we're not clear how to invest it. That's the purpose of today, folks. We are here to talk about how can we better invest our time by having a relationship with our goals so we can achieve extraordinary results. I want you to think about a relationship you've ever been in, a romantic relationship. Early on in that relationship, something happened that went well because whether you consciously realized it or not, you, you set a goal. You imagine a future with that person. And instantly, the moment you set that goal, you changed your behavior. You started thinking about that person. You started communicating more regularly. You started going on dates. And as things went well, as you started to realize that you were on track, you raised the bar. You thought even bigger and set a bigger goal. And that changed your activities. You might have moved in together. Might have gotten married. Might have had kids. And along that relationship... And have you ever felt like you weren't on track anymore? Like you might have been getting off track, falling behind? Yeah. Did you change your activities? When you started to realize that you weren't going in the direction you wanted to go, did you start asking different questions and searching for those answers and changing your behavior? Absolutely. Here's why we share this. This is worth writing down. So pen and paper. Um, The world does not need a new way to
2: set goals. They need a way to have a relationship with them. The world does not need a new way to set goals. They need a way to have a relationship with them. Folks, you don't need a
0: new PowerPoint deck to print out your goals and to put them on your wall and to sit down and visualize your goals and imagine that they're just going to flow to you in abundance. No. What we need is a way to do what we've already proven we can do with the most important people in our life. Go on dates with them every week to sit down, to to look at that vision, that future that we desire, and to ask, great, what do I have to do this week to be on track? When am I going to do it? Let me block that time. And when somebody asks if I can meet during that time or go have drinks with them, the answer is no. I've got a date with my goals. We do not need a new way to set goals. We need a way to have a relationship with them. So why is this relevant right now? Why are we having this conversation Right now. It's because how many of you feel like the goals that you set for this year got crushed? How many of you feel like the goals that you had set may no longer be possible? How many of you feel like you've just kind of been in a holding pattern? You've been thinking like I'm gonna wait and see. You're just kind of surviving. You're treading. If so, put treading in the water. Like you're just you're staying stationary, just trying to keep your head above water. You're good. Yeah. Here's the challenge. Imagine if we were all suddenly in an ocean together, just treading water. What would happen if we didn't pick a clear direction and start swimming eventually? What would happen? Eventually, we'd drop, right? And This is one of the things that Gary says is when we look at this idea of the domino effect, you know, you knock that one domino down and over time it can eventually reach from the earth to the moon. Uh, Sometimes we are failing so slowly, we think we're succeeding. That's worth writing down. Sometimes we are failing so slowly, we think we are succeeding. When COVID hit, um, for those of us that are business owners, immediately it was like all hands on deck, stabilize the business. And a lot of businesses have gotten to the point where, okay, we've, we've stabilized. We're not thriving, but we're stable. For for those of us who are employees inside of organizations, we're going, okay, I'm not 100% clear, but I've got my job. I'm working from home. I'm not sure what I should be doing with my kids, but at least like, okay, I'm I'm day-to-day, but I'm stabilized. But here's the challenge. That's us just treading. And the truth is, when it comes to having a relationship with our goals, if we tread for too long, we drown, and the goal dies. Now, I remember hearing Gary say, "With all this, um, it's an it's an interesting balance right now between surviving right now, while also doing the activities that allow us to thrive over the long run." And he said something, and this is absolutely worth writing down: Do not make long-term choices based on short-term situations. Do not make long-term choices based on short-term situations. Because we were never taught how to have a relationship with our goals, it's really easy to go day by day by day. Living in our inbox, going from conference call to conference call, chatting with the team to support them, and to feel like you're busy, but not actually being productive. And it's failing so slowly, we think we're succeeding. The unique thing about this call is that we are exactly halfway through the year. Literally. Literally, today, we are finishing the first half of the year. The question is, how are we going to play the second half? I interviewed Keith Cunningham and he, he shared a story about a a sports team that going into halftime, they looked at the scoreboard and they were just getting crushed and the coach didn't go into the locker room and yell at the team. Didn't start talking to them about what are you going to do to make up the score? They didn't give up. He just asked the question, how are you going to play the second half? So we mentioned that this is going to be highly interactive and this is going to be the first exercise i'd love everybody to take their pen and their paper and we're just going to take a minute or so and i want you just to start writing down how do you want to play the second half imagine you did it the best that could be done what did that look like just stream of consciousness just our journaling how do you want to play the second half. And for those of you that are listening to this later, you're welcome to to pause this and, and search for those answers. I highly encourage you to play all out. I'm going to be doing it right along with you. So ready, set, go. All right, welcome back. I'd love to, for you to share, when you look at that list, if you could only pick one thing that you'd type into the into the questions box, what would it be? And please share it. And here's why. It's really tough to read the label when you're inside the box. And every single one of us is in our own box called our life. It's our perspective right now. And the beauty of this community is that we have the opportunity to share our ideas with each other so that we can actually learn and accelerate moving forward. (laughs) Juan said,
2: that was good. (laughs) Thanks, man. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Evan said it's a challenge planning the rest of the year when you want to meet in person with somebody to share an idea. Yeah. Evan, we're going to talk about that in a second. Linda said to be more intentional, uh, to become debt-free, to be more organized, take action. Beth says close 20 deals. Juan says to be uncomfortable. Yep. Expanding the business into three new states. Love that, Kathleen. Take care of myself. Mm-hmm. Sign one new coaching client per month Yep. to become more purposeful. I want to buy a house and get it ready for my future. Yep. Play with energetic focus and so much clarity that all else falls away. I'm reading that again. Play with energetic focus and so much clarity that all else falls away. (sighs) I wrote down uh, something a little bit similar to that, Darcy, and I, I said, letting go of old priorities that no longer serve a purpose. Keith also shared in, in, in our interview that what stops people from reinventing ourselves is an attachment to the way things used to be. The world has fundamentally changed. And I, I don't know about you, but um, how many of you feel like we were kind of in this, all right, we're bunkering down, we're in shelter in place, and, and we're just, Things are going to go back to normal in two weeks. Things will be back to normal in a month. Things will be back to normal by the end of the quarter. And how many of you have now settled in and realized we're not going back to normal? It's never going back that way, which means we have to now ask the question, where's the puck going? There's a story of the elusive spider monkey. This thing was so hard to catch. And... There was a person that set out a plan to actually catch this spider monkey because nobody had ever been able to do it before. And what they did is in the middle of the jungle, they found a tree that had fallen and the the trunk of the tree had been hollowed out over time. And what he did was he drilled a hole in the side of the trunk and in it placed a little nut, knowing that that's what the spider monkey would want to eat. And then he went and hid and waited. And the spider monkey came along, was crawling on top of the trunk of the tree, and smelled it, and reached his hand down into the hole and grabbed the nut. And then he realized he had a problem. The hole had been drilled at such a diameter that because the monkey was holding the nut with his fist, he couldn't actually get it out. But he was hungry. He desperately wanted to eat. He was starving, trying to fight for his future. And then he saw the hunter coming.
2: What does he do? If he lets go, he doesn't get to feed his body. When will his next meal come?
0: But even though he'll escape the hunter, he's starving. But if he holds on, fine, he's got his food, but then he gets captured. What stops us from reinventing ourselves is an attachment to the way things used to be. Every single one of us, if we are being honest, there is a part of our life where we are looking at the way things used to be and we're still holding on to it. Even though we know it's probably time to just let it go, we just can't seem to figure out how. But it's genuinely stopping us from having a relationship with our goals. Because our long-term goals, they're still our goals. And we should not be making short-term or long-term decisions based on short-term situations. So I'd love to go to the second exercise that we are going to have here today, which is,
2: what are you holding on to that is no longer serving you?
0: So I'd like each of us to take, again, pen and piece of paper and just start journaling the answers. What am I holding on to? that is no longer serving me? And for those of you that are listening or watching this later, pause, search for the answers, and join us. What am I holding on to that is no longer serving me? Let's go. All right, folks. Go ahead and take a look at your list and pick one that's worth sharing with this community. Perfectionism. (laughs) I know that resonates with some people. Some friends. Ooh, Mark, you're putting a coin in the in the machine right now. I could go on about that one. <clears throat> if you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with, can you acknowledge that maybe some people no longer earn the right to have a spot in one of your five? And maybe you have an opportunity to redefine what that relationship is. Need for approval from others? Hmm, Tanya, not even sure where to start. Yeah. A big question, right? Yeah, Tanya, I promise if you were to, after this, really challenge yourself to sit down for five minutes and to search for the answers past that wall of, I don't know, you're going to come up with some answers. Fear of now what? Yeah, I love that. My comfort, sleeping in. My butler, <laughs> must be nice. <laughs> Last 10 pounds. Hindsight that does not represent a realistic future. Ooh, good. Fear of making another wrong decision. Fear of wasting my time with no gains. Evening TV time. hmm Yeah, when I think about my world right now with Amy and the family, I wrote down a few things. One is, um, deep down, I'm relying on old ways to invest in relationships and friendships. I've got a, a core group of guys that I play beach volleyball with every Saturday. That's changed. That's not viable right now, and I have, I have not reinvented a new way to invest in those relationships. Deep down, hoping that we'll be able to play soon. Um, a model for our family meetings, my wife and I used to go to the gym and put the kids in kids club. And then she and I could go sit by the pool and actually look at our 411 and time block those things and not only have a date with ourselves, but have the date with our goals. And that that has been completely disrupted and we have not come up with a new model for that. Relying on our kids being able to go to school in order to get their learning done the way that we desire. The the need for having a babysitter in order to have date nights. and And the truth is... It's, it's what's interesting, like, we just keep coming back to this, we're failing so slowly, we think we're succeeding. Any of these things, the pain is actually not high enough to compel us to take action. How many of you feel that way? Like Deep down, you feel like, you know what? The, I know it's a problem, but the pain is actually not high enough to the point that we're going, I got to do it. And as a result, we tread. Day after day, after day, after day, waiting for it to go back to the old way, when deep down, we are failing to have the relationship with our goal, and it is dying. Folks, this is why we're having the conversation. I think every single one of us, if we had to think of, you know, the ideal friend the ideal mentor, the ideal coach, the ideal spouse. They wouldn't just be the people that were there for us For us, when times were good. They would be there with us in challenging times. And they wouldn't just say the positive things, they'd say the hard things. The hard things that we need to hear. And this is what we very firmly admire and respect about you being here, is that is this community. I mean, where else can we go where we can have this conversation where we can say, folks, we are failing. It's just so slowly it feels like we're succeeding. Where else can we go where it's saying it's time to wake up, it is halftime, and it's time to ask the question, what are those long-term goals that I've set for myself? What are those things in my life that I refuse to give up on? And if that's the case, it's time that I start changing my activities. Because what's the purpose of a goal, folks? Jerry would tell you, it's to be appropriate in the moment. It's not about achieving the result. It's about who you become along the way. Setting the goal and putting it on a sheet of paper is not what makes you achieve it. It's the activities you take. It's how you whack away at the dominoes day after day after day over time that gets you to that extraordinary result. But here's the challenge. Most people, when they set their goals, they ask two questions. First is, most people only ask such big questions, which means they only search so far for the answers, and they set goals that are doable. I'd write that down. That's what's happening right now is you might have had a big vision for the future, but because of all the uncertainty right now, you're really unclear Of what actually is doable and it paralyzes us. But in ordinary times, most of us on this call, we don't just set goals that are doable. A lot of us set stretch goals. You know, we go to the edge of our of of our comfort zone. We go to the edge of our skill set or our effort and we set stretch goals. Yet the gift of being in business with Gary is he teaches you, like if you want to think big, but go small and trust that the dominoes will fall, you think so big and search so far that you go into what's even possible. And folks, here's the purpose of today. Just because we are unclear about what's doable, it doesn't mean that we sacrifice what's possible for us. Today, we have an opportunity to, make a, to recommit to ourselves to exploring in my life what actually is possible, drawing me striking a Superman pose, what's actually possible for me in my life, even though right now is uncertain. And how can I take that vision and allow it to help guide me so that I am clear, if this is me here today, this is the path that I need to be going down so that I'm appropriate in the moment. I'm curious, what's a goal that you have had for yourself in your life that still matters to you, that you're unwilling to give up on, but maybe you've struggled to take action on? Wealth, my weight, financial independence, running my own business, fitness, being healthy, Owning a home, losing 30 pounds, learning a second language, financial independence, owning my own speaking business, financial freedom, independently wealthy, retirement, higher elective office, fitness. Folks, it's halftime. How are we going to play the second half? How can we become the type of people that even with all the uncertainty that is going on, we can still... Make the commitment to those goals and say, I'm going to be the type of person that's going to have a relationship with them. Can we walk you through how we do this? I'm going to share my screen with you. And for those of you that are listening to this later, no worries. I'm going I'm to walk you through how it all works. When we look at all the tools of the one thing and how they all fit together, we call it the productive system. And it starts by going out someday. And imagining that future, imagining what does extraordinary physical health look like? What does extraordinary finances look like? What would an extraordinary relationship look like? You look at the seven circles and you can go fast forward someday from now and imagine what extraordinary looks like. And transparently, that's not an easy question to answer. It's not like you ask it and all of a sudden you're like, Ooh, I know exactly what that is. And I have crystal clear clarity. Mm-mm, you got to search. And it's not about being 100% clear. It's about being directionally correct. Instead of realizing that we're in the middle of the ocean and looking around 360 degrees and going, I can go any direction. No, 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 I'm going to go this direction. And once we've got that someday vision, we then earn the right to reflect back and ask, okay, well, what would I have to accomplish over the next five years to be on track for that someday? Which, by the way, do you think that's easy to answer? No, that's, that's thinking bigger than most people have ever thought. Yet I promise you, if you, if you give yourself the space to search for that answer, you will get an, a level of clarity. And that's all you need, a level of clarity, being directionally correct so that you can then say, okay, what would I have to accomplish by the end of this year to feel like I was on track for five? And folks, For those of you that have attended our goal-setting retreats, this is when you hit your stride. Setting one-year goals we feel more comfortable with. And once you're clear on your goals for the year, if there is something that is a really big goal, that's complex, that has lots of moving parts that might require multiple people, you do a GPS. That's a one-page business plan. It is a simple framework for gaining clarity and alignment for teams, for whole organizations, or for very complex projects. And once you do that GPS that outlines your goal, your priorities, and the strategies, you just look at the ones that have your name next to them. Because when you work on a team, you're not responsible for everything. You're responsible for pieces of the pie. Those pieces that you're responsible for, those go on your 411. And that is designed to help you as an individual have a relationship with your goals so that you can say, if this is what matters to me this year, here is specifically what I must accomplish this month. Not everything, the 20%ers that accomplish 80% of the results. And if that's the case, these are the handful of dominoes that I just got to knock down this week. That would automatically put me on track for my month, which puts me on track for my year, which keeps me in alignment with my five-year and someday vision. The reason people struggle to have a relationship with their goals is they imagine the result they desire in the future, but they can't translate it into the activity they need to take today. I saw somebody say that one of the goals that they haven't given up on is losing 30 pounds. Here's an example. Based on that, what do you need to have at your next meal? I don't know. That's because we didn't learn how to have the relationship with it. Once you have your 411, You've identified the 20% priorities that generate 80% of your results. You've got that clarity. That's what you time block on your planner and your digital calendar. You open that bad boy up and you place those big rocks in the stream so that when the water hits it, it goes around it. And everything else, all the other 80%, we don't ignore it. We just put it on the back of the 411 in the form of a to-do list. That way, mentally, we can go, okay, I've acknowledged it. I've documented it. Now let me get back to the thing that matters most. And let me whack away at that domino until it falls. And then I earn the right to move on to the next thing. And then the next thing. And if we want to make these models a habit, we start by going on a 66-day challenge to make using the model a habit. My first 66-day challenge was to check my 411 before I checked my email. And when we do this inside of companies, we will often challenge them. Hey, before we even set up 411s with your people, let's have them go on a 60-60 challenge just to check the 411 before they check their email. Because if the 411 is blank, what are you more likely to do? Fill it out. And if you filled your 411 out for the week, and you check it before you check your email, you are going to see your number one priority for the week. Which would make you more likely to do what? To whack away at it. Let me ask you a question, and I want you to put your answer in the, in the questions box. What becomes possible if every day you had clarity on your one thing and you did your one thing? What becomes possible? Anything. Freedom. Everything. Winning. Anything and everything. You achieve your goals. Whatever I decide. Peace. Progress. Someday goals. Freedom peace of mind, everything. <sighs> oh, you are only one habit away from something truly extraordinary. How many of you are ready to stop dreading and start swimming in the direction? I am. So I have an ask. The, the purpose of this training is to support you. It's to serve you. And when we sit down and we ask, how do we actually serve you at the highest level? Uh, the truth is we've got to roll up our sleeves and partner with you for the next six months because times are hard right now. Things are so uncertain. And so I have a bold ask and I'm going to ask that every single one of you open a new browser tab. Right now, don't go to email. Don't do any of that, but go ahead and open up your internet browser. And I'm going to ask you to go to a very specific URL. It's the one And that's with the number one in the URL, the one thing.com slash set my goals. The one thing.com slash set my goals. These are not ordinary times, folks. And the definition of insanity is doing the same things over and over again and expecting a different result. And I don't know about you, but in in my life, there are things that I I need to get back in that driver's seat and stop being passive about. And I know that no one succeeds alone. I need to do it with people, which is why I'm asking to do it with you. So what I'm going to ask is that you look at this and, and ask the question, when it comes to you having a relationship with your goals, if you could only pick one, which would resonate most with you? Is it setting your goals with a significant other as a couple? Is it setting the goals with your team? Or is it setting the goals with yourself as an individual solo? Do me a favor and click the button that actually resonates most with you. Here is what we have put together. Um, We recognize that what stops us from reinventing ourselves is an attachment to the way things used to be. And when things change, we, we looked at everything that we did and said, how do we reinvent it to serve you best? And the truth is, if you are able to actually, if you have any disposable income whatsoever to invest in yourself, we genuinely believe that this is the highest way we can serve you. Because right now... We don't have enough pain in our life to force us to get that clarity and say, okay, that is still our future vision. And here's how I'm going to behave appropriately in the moment. And if we don't do that, day by day by day, we tread until we drown. All of us who are parents have been crossing our fingers that our kids get to go back to school and we are petrified if we cannot do it. For those of you who both parents work and if your kids aren't going back to school, we are petrified of what that means. Many of us are scared about what the future looks like for our business or for our jobs. We are watching our health fade away because frankly we we have not been willing to get in the driver's seat. We've been com- just comfortable enough in the passenger seat. So we want to roll up the sleeves with you. So here's Here's my bold ask. We've invested time together. And if you're that person that is saying, I have an opportunity. I'm ready to actually get back in the driver's seat. I'm ready to become purposeful about having the relationship with my goals. We have an ask. Truly the highest way that we can serve you and the highest way that we can bring value to you is to partner with you to lock arms with you and moving forward and having a relationship with our goals together. Because the truth is, it's hard. Most people don't know how to actually have that relationship right now, how to get clarity on what their goals really are for the next six months, how to ensure that the people that matter most to them, whether it be a significant other, their team, their boss, a business partner, actually be aligned with them especially when we're apart. Most people have never had a rhythm of having reflect and plans on a monthly basis that they can either do with themselves or do with their team or even, frankly, doing it with their kids, since those little ones are watching us. And our shadow is telling a very powerful story. The question is, is it a story that we want them to actually learn? This is exactly what we are doing right now with our virtual goal-setting retreat series, which those of you who are on this who are already annual members of Living Your One Thing, you get to participate in this entire thing for free. And for those of you that are not yet members, you have the opportunity to either become a member or you can sign up for the series on its own. But here's what you will get and here's why we say that this is so important for you to consider. First is... We're going to take the proven models that we use in business to set goals and to create clarity and alignment, and we're going to deliver it to you immediately virtually so that this weekend or even today, you could sit down, whether it's with yourself, whether it's with a team, whether it's with your significant other, and actually get clear on what are the goals that matter for the rest of this year. I know for my wife and I, getting clear about what we're going to do with our kids this summer really matters we don't want to be passive in that. I don't want the summer to fly by and to say, eh, we, we, we operated by default rather than by design. We've got a chance to really create some memories that will matter. I want to do that. I know a lot of you parents out there are wondering what the heck you're going to do when school rolls around if, if your kids can't actually go back to school, especially when you're holding down a job well, two options. You can cross your fingers and hope it works out, or you can put a plan in place. My partner Jay often says that the most successful people are successful at plan B. (laughs) And the the person that you're about to to hear coming up in a second, not only had plan A for today, but had a plan B and a plan C, and he needed all of them. And you're going to see what we're talking about in a second. So that's the first part is just Having the master course to help you get that clarity now. The next step is then to make sure that we have the relationship with those goals. We have designed these reflect and plan guides that are very specific. We have one for individuals, we have one for teams, and we have one for kids, which is really cool for you parents out there where every month you can sit down and ask some really powerful questions. And get a lot of clarity and understand exactly what you need to do in the next 30 days to feel like you're on track for those goals, even with so much confusion around the world. And that'll then take us into the fall when usually we host a couple's goal-setting retreat here in Austin. Obviously, with this year, that's out of the cards. And so one weekend, we will facilitate the couple's goal-setting retreat virtually. So you and your significant other can set your someday goals and get clarity on five-year goals and set your goals for the upcoming year. And for those of you that don't have a significant other, the following weekend, we will have the goal-setting retreat for individuals and teams so that you can sit down either with yourself or have your team join in and you can get that clarity together. And all of this is available at theonething.com slash goals And we have really gone out of our way to structure this in a way so that it's affordable for people. This this is a purpose-based thing for us. We, The reason we exist is to help you better invest your time, to help you have that relationship with your goals so you can achieve extraordinary results. And we want to be there to support you along the way. And this is the best way we can do it. So we hope that you will take a few minutes and go to theonething.com slash setmygoals and check it out. What I'd love to do now is to, to pivot over to Some people that have gone through this process and walked through, you know, as a as a married couple, where their marriage was prior to going through this and the trajectory it was heading for, and what it now looks like. So would love to welcome Mark and Jenny Donahue onto the webinar. First thing I want to acknowledge, Mark, for a lot of people um, have plan A. But Jay says the most successful people are successful at plan B and sometimes plan C. Mark, what plan are you on right now?
2: Uh, I think I'm on a queue. <laughs> yeah. So Mark, yeah, had a, for sure. M-
0: Mark had to move multiple times to be able to, to, to be here today. So I appreciate you being here. And I've also got your wife, Jenny, on the line. We can't see her, but we can hear her. Hey, Jenny.
3: Hey, Jeff. How are you?
0: I am delightful. So there's a reason that we asked the two of you on. Both of you have been on a path of mastery, not only as husband and wife, but as practice leaders of the one thing. I would love for you to to take us back in time a little bit and walk us through what exactly um, life was like prior to doing your goal-setting retreat.
2: You know, Jeff, Tony Robbins says that if you're not growing, you're dying. And, um, I'm a KW agent and inside of bold, Diana Koukowska says that sometimes we are dead and we're just not aware of it yet. And our marriage, not to be overly dramatic, truly was in that state. We were dead, not aware of it. We were coexisting. We were setting goals that contradicted each other. We were asking each other to make sacrifices that the other one wasn't willing to get on board with. And, um, several times. Throughout our marriage, Jenny and I had been at places where we asked fully transparent, we asked ourselves the question, would this be easier if we just weren't married? Mm And I think the lowest point for me was when we found out that our second son was born. And I came home excited to celebrate celebrate with Jenny after working a long day on things that didn't really matter. And I found her, uh, I found a pregnancy test on the bathroom counter. And I put our son to bed and I came out looking for her, excited to celebrate. And when I found her, she was curled up in a ball on our bed, bawling. And first word she could say to me was, we can't afford another baby. And We were just at very, very low places.
0: Jenny, take us to that time and what did you guys try to do?
3: What's funny is that that was the year that Mark and I actually took the time to sit down and set goals together. <laughs> and we had made this vision board and you know we had envisioned this great life and we stuck it up on our wall and life literally went <laughs> downhill in every one of those single areas, every circle. It was all rolling downhill. I... There were, like Mark said, quite often days where I was like, I think I could just do this on my own. I can go back to work and I can take care of my other son. And like I was making the, the exit strategy. And I had never, I mean, we had been married nine years at that point, I had never, ever thought that we would get to that point ever. And we were there. The year we had made goals together and done all these things, and we didn't know how to have a relationship with our goals. We had forgotten how to have a relationship with one another now we're adding another another human into the mix. So it was it was a, a tough, tough year and a half, two-year season.
0: Mark, I know you heard one of the podcasts about where we interviewed a, another couple about their experience going through this together. Walk us through what it was like sharing that with Jenny.
2: When I first heard it, it was like a beacon of, of light in the, in the night. You know what I mean? It was literally like, Hey, this is something that could maybe get us on the same page and help us in our individual businesses. Again, it wasn't even so much about how we could get our marriage better. But there was a phrase that specifically sticks out in my mind from that podcast. And it was talking about when was the... I think you'd asked the question of the couple. When was the last time you sat down and you set these goals together working as a team? And when Jenny and I went to our marriage counseling, we, we were told that in the areas that I'm strong, she's weak. And in the areas that she's that I'm weak, she's very strong. And so when we are on the same page working together, we're unstoppable. I threw the podcast, I shared the podcast with her, you know, just quickly sent it over to her. She listened to it. And I was thinking, there's no way that she's going to want to do this. This is so out of her comfort zone. And she responded back. When are we going? And when, when are you booking the tickets basically? And it was literally, it was like, Oh, she's on board. Like, This is, this is, this is good. And, um, it was very, very encouraging for sure to to see her react because she was longing for more too. So
3: we, we came to the retreat and I, I was under the impression that the, the one thing was very much a business oriented community that it was more, more so about business goals. Um, because I had heard about it through Mark with Keller Williams and, um, from the podcast i knew that it touched on other areas of life but i didn't expect for it to be what our marriage needed the most in that moment and not even just our marriage but what our 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 health goals needed what we needed as parents um as you know sons and daughters and just the relationships that we have with other people i i did not expect that i was honestly expecting to walk in and know how to both of us set business for our individual or set goals for our individual businesses and work as a team to hit those. That is what I I was anticipating getting out of it. And it was so much, so much more than that. What specifically
0: changed? Because I mean, it's... I appreciate that you say like, okay, we didn't know how to have a relationship with our goals. We didn't know how to have a relationship with others. But what did you start doing that actually... I mean, you guys are still married. Spoiler alert. (laughs) uh,
3: Yes.
0: (laughs) What did you start doing that made everything else easier or unnecessary?
3: So one of the biggest things that from the um, retreat was the, where you take out and you pick out the three core values, that card Mm -hmm. activity. And we've been married for 10 years at this point. You would have thought that I would know my own core values and I would definitely have a good idea of what his were and that he would know his. And we had never done anything like that. And it, we, once we did it, we laughed and we looked at them and like, of course, those are your core, core goals. And of course, those are my core values. And it changed the way that we were able to have conversations about our goals in general because Mark's number one thing is fun. My number one thing is efficiency. Is what? <laughs> My number one thing is efficiency. So oh. you can see how those could, could really not work well together. But if you combine them, you're going to have a very effective, awesome time reaching your goals. And so... <laughs> it- <laughs> It allowed us to have a different conversation about our goals. And then the other thing was that you talked about, and you did earlier on the call today too, that you have to date your goals. You cannot be the stalker of your goals. And so we implemented a, a weekly goal check in, and we don't talk about all seven circles at the meeting because there's just not enough time. But just to quickly, you know, this week we really need to focus more on our finances. So we do a weekly check in with each other, which we had. Never done. Even honestly, in my business, and I know for Mark's, like you put the goal out there in January, and you're like, eh, I think I'm doing all right. And then comes December, you're like, I'm nowhere near. We had to, we had to do something. So just the weekly check in with one another on one of our circles has been huge.
0: <laughs> That's awesome, Mark. What's been the biggest value for you along this journey?
2: I would say for me, it's having a common language that we speak that allows us to not sacrifice what our big goals are. So for a long time, Jenny really struggled to dream big. That was all I knew how to do. I Mm -hmm. I could not (laughs) tell you step one or step two. And that's where she shined. And several times there was points in our marriage where she was getting frustrated by step one and step two, and she would lose the vision of the big goal. Mm. And so when we have to pivot or when we have our weekly check-ins, I can still bring up the fact that I, we want these massive goals and she doesn't feel overwhelmed or discouraged. And when we need to pivot, like we've recently done, we are both in agreement with, yes, this is what we're after. And this is that lead domino. And we're just going to go after that for now. And that's sufficient. And we're united.
0: love that. And, and for everybody who's listening to this, I mean, whether, for those of you who have a significant other, you get it. Uh, for those of you that don 't I mean you understand this applies to your team, a relationship with a business partner or a boss and always applies to just the relationship that we have with our own goals and I think every single one of us has been driving down a path getting to where we want to go, and um, we entered a construction zone, and there 's been a detour, and we it took us way off track. <laughs> so like are we even going in that direction anymore? And and <laughs> it's just time to reroute. And so that's that's when we ask the question, what's the one thing we can do to bring the most value to you? It is to really increase the urgency around the need to recommit to that long-term vision and to let go of the way things used to be to put a new plan in place that we can actually have a relationship with for the next six months. And because this is such an unprecedented time to be able to really recognize that, hey, no one succeeded alone. And if I can do this with other people, my odds of success just go up dramatically. And that's why we're here today. Oh, Mark, Jenny, I really appreciate you guys coming on and sharing your story because any of us who have ever been in a relationship and had strain and struggle, I mean, it can get pretty dark. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate you being willing to share that and also to show what it looks like on the other time.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. If I can add one more thing, I would say your point about sometimes in our, in our lives, we don't have enough pain to make a pivot. That's exactly where we were. Mm-hmm. And if you, I would say to everybody listening, especially in your key relationships, if you if things are not what you want, and there's not enough pain for you to take dramatic change, or you don't know how to make that dramatic change, then you need to be and then you need to be here and join the community that is around you that's helping us succeed at a very high level. Even when we're failing, we're still moving. We're failing forward, which is great. So thank you for that.
0: Yep. Gary says, fail fast, fail forward, and fail often. (laughs) He lives that way. He really does. So folks, here's what I would love to do. Pen and paper. Based on everything that we have talked about today, what's one thing you can do? Such that by doing it, everything else would be easier or unnecessary. Go ahead, take time, think about it, write it down. Todd shared following through with uh, what I've already started. Mm -hmm. Spend time thinking about what needs to change. I can't keep going my previous direction. So Steph, I'm going to offer one suggestion. Invest my time. That's not an expense. That's an investment. Have my 411 in my face every single day. I love it one and one. I'm just going to challenge you. Just check your 411 before you even open the computer or before you check the email. Time to reroute. I need to pull back and pivot now. Yeah, Larry, I appreciate it. Getting back on track with my 411 and time blocks. Love it. Calendar time each week to do the one thing goal-setting course. I love that, James. And that's, that's really what it can look like. Just can you have some time each week to do to do the course? It doesn't take much time. You're, you're going to get through it pretty fast. Do my 411. <laughs> Become an annual member. Thanks, Dwayne. We're, we're excited to work with you. Get clear on my next steps. Perfect. So, Kimberly, can you block five minutes to ask, my, ask the question What's my next step? What's the one step I can take that will make everything else easier or unnecessary? Attend the retreat every year. Ah, oh, Jenny, you're the best. Tracy, get into relationship with my goals. And, and, and that starts by just having that weekly date. It's called a planning time block, have it scheduled. Open your calendar and block time this week to have the relationship with your goals. Review my 411 each day. Time block my priority. Acquire 10 new clients. Yeah. Um, I wrote down time block my wife's in my mid-year goal-setting retreat. Because very specifically, like in our lives, there are some specific challenges like, what do we do with our kids all summer? And how do we actually not just be passive in that? but actually be purposeful so that this summer we're creating so many memories that matter. She and I can are going to do a one just on that so that we can have the relationship with that the the rest of the summer, which will give us the momentum for the rest of the year, which then brings us into our fall goal-setting retreat where we can then think big, go small, and trust that the dominoes will fall. Folks, thank you so much for investing your time with us. Um, the truth is that The thing that will determine whether you just spent the last hour or invested it is whether or not you do what you said you would do in the chat box. Whether or not you actually take action and whack away at that one thing. Because if every day you wake up with clarity on that one thing and you whack away at it, it will fall. Thanks, folks. We appreciate you. Well, there you have it, our conversation on how to set your goals with 2020 vision. Folks, as I reflect back on this conversation, it's that quote that Gary shared that sometimes we are failing so slowly, we think we're succeeding. And for a lot of us, there's an area of our life that matters that we have been passive. We've been kind of in wait and see mode and not realizing how detrimental it can be to that area of our life because the pain is not instant. It's delayed. You can either be focusing on the past, you can be focusing on the present, or you can be focusing on the future. In times like this, we need goals more than ever before to give us something that we can be emotionally attached to that can inform how we have to behave today it gives us direction, it gives us clarity. And if it's the right goal, it gives us purpose. Question is, are you ready to have that relationship with your goals? And based on that, what's the one thing you can do such that by doing it, everything else would be easier or unnecessary? We sincerely hope that you will take a few minutes open up your browser and go to theonething.com slash setmygoals. That's with the number one in the URL. It genuinely is the highest way we can serve you right now. Whether it's for you as an individual, whether you want to do this with your team, whether you want to do it with your significant other, we have specific tracks for each one of you. We hope that you will learn more at theonething.com slash setmygoals. If this episode has brought value to you, Who's a person that you think would also get value? Would you be willing to share it with them? Because genuinely, uh, and this is from my personal experience, going on this path of mastery for yourself is super rewarding. And it pales in comparison to the value when you start to empower others on that journey as well. And you have that opportunity right now. And if you are new to the show, please go ahead and click the subscribe button. So all future episodes are automatically downloaded to your device of choice. And while you're at it, would you consider leaving us a rating and review? It genuinely helps us reach more people and live our purpose, which is helping you better invest your time, which is to help you better invest your time by having a relationship with your goals so you can achieve extraordinary results. I'm your host, Jeff Woods. We look forward to being with you in the next episode.